crazy bitch, crazy bitch, crazy bitch.
morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike just introduced me to a song that I had to share with like nine different people. Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Hey, everybody. Dude, what? What <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that may have been the greatest opening song we've ever done. Um, I have a few more first, after that. Oh, good. First first and foremost, allow me to thank Stateside Kava for the kava that I drink on this and every episode of the Muddied Waters of Freedom. And allow me to thank Canada. Can you see that, Canada? Canada, for my water. Bulavanaka. Real Canada, Bulavanaka. So, fun story. I know Buck Cherry. Oh, really? I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, years ago, like, I got a buddy. He uh, He's a road manager for a bunch of different bands. And one year, he was the road manager for Buck Cherry. And when he told me that, I said, why? And he said, they pay. And I said, well, that's a good reason. That is a compelling reason to. Yeah, it's a, yeah, a compelling reason to do anything. That's why I worked for Democrats and Republicans, because they pay. Because they pay you, uh, yeah. But, um, so he was like, so he calls me one time. And he's like, hey, uh, I'm going to be in town for uh, Earth Day birthday, which is an event here in Orlando to celebrate Earth Day. And at Earth Day, what they do is they pretty much litter this huge lawn and they give helicopter rides, not that kind of helicopter rides that most of our listeners are probably thinking of, but like helicopter rides around this like lake. Um, and, uh, and um, for Earth like, Day, it's, yeah, for Earth Day, like it is the most non green Earth Day ever. And I think, I think Five Finger Death Punch was the like headliner. Okay. And like, I don't like, rock that screams at me like i don't like it i'm not a fan but i wanted to see my buddy so i went and uh rise against was playing and buck cherry was playing and so i ended up hanging out with him and i ended up meeting all of the guys from buck cherry and i think most of them in that band are like 11 years or more sober and i at this point i was like a year and a half in so i ended up talking to a couple of them about it like i was on stage for part of it i was like off to the side and um uh you know i'd moved down here from uh nashville and so you know i it, it was during hockey season so uh it was during the playoffs and the chicago blackhawks were playing the nashville predators that night and the guitarist steve he's a huge blackhawks fan so he's in the middle of the guitar solo on crazy bitch and he's like running around the stage and he runs over to where i'm standing and he just looks at me and he goes go Hawks. And he turns around, he sprints back in the other direction. And I was just that's like, funny. That's the best trash talk I've ever gotten right there. I, I, <laughs> I, I got nothing to say back. Cause you can't run out and be like, no, screw no, the Hawks. Go Preds. That's funny. That is funny. Well, hopefully you've now gotten back at them with this. Well, song. yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> later I was on their tour bus and the, the um, bassist, he wasn't the original bassist. He was the old bassist for a ska band, uh, Goldfinger. And I, when I was in high school, when I heard about Goldfinger when I was in high school, just a ch- yeah, I tried. I uh, later I, on, I, later on, later, yeah, much later, 
much later than when Goldfinger was out. Like I, I really loved that their first album that came out, and um, he came on the bus, and I like went up to him. I was like, and I didn't want to say it too loud because I hadn't complimented anybody on in Buck Cherry for their music at all. And, and like he kind of walked by, I was like, hey man, I really love that Goldfinger. I really love Goldfinger, and he was like, thanks, I understand. I was like, cool. And, <laughs> Everyone is with Buck Cherry because they get paid. Right. The lead singer, all for the manager down to the janitor, everyone is involved with Buck Cherry because they're paid to be involved. Buck Cherry is an entirely commercial venture. Right. Unlike that that super mix, which was a work of heart, of love. <laughs> that that work of art that we opened the show with. <laughs> Um, oh, by the way, guys, before we get started, thank you to everyone who tuned in to what is apparently one of our highest rated shows ever. Ever? I think it's our second. Where is it? Oh, I don't know. I must have deleted it. Hmm. Anyway, imagine that the Demageddon picture is there and I go, Demageddon! Because that's what yeah, I was referring no, to. I think, that, I think that was our second highest rated show ever. Yeah, it was uh, it was really good. For those who didn't tune in, be sure to check it out. Look up Demageddon on our page. Um, we uh, we live streamed the Democratic, uh, well, the debate that mattered between the people that actually have a shot of winning it. Um, watch Harris get, <laughs> watch Never. Harris get the nomination. That way, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I mean, Warren Warren's taken a jump in the polls, and she was before this debate. So like, right. This, just kind of a continuation uh harris which she jumps so i think she's honestly i think that she is jumping in the eyes of white millennials i i guess so so we were matt and i were under the impression after watching it that D- biden did well in the debate uh, in the debate i would i said won the debate but at the very least he held his own um we are apparently the only two human beings on earth who had that impression. Yeah. I rewatched that debate today to find out why everybody felt that way. And I, I still think he has at bare minimum held his own. Everybody's like, Oh, he did awful. I'm like, they all did awful. Oh yeah. They were all, yeah, they were all terrible. I mean, listen, I I think personally, I think that this is, an example of hot take media. So I think very few of the people actually watched the entire debate and instead they watched the clips that they were fed by media. And and the woke media, the the woke corporate media uh has uh, that just recently removed all their rainbow flags cuz it's not June anymore. They uh they're determined to get rid of Biden, who is apparently now the the second coming of of uh George Wallace or something. And, uh, well, no, I guess he's the third coming. Trump was the second coming. And, right. uh, and you know, Harris is going to save us all. But it's interesting because this is a bait and switch. Kamala Harris has locked up more black men than any other woman on earth. And I think only Bill Clinton locked up more than her. She has a really, really, really bad history of locking up lots and lots of people. Uh, we shared an article on the page about how, you know, we talk about separating families. She separated thousands of families 
on uh on on like truancy rules so if the kids were skipping school and there were times where the kids weren't skipping school they had medical notes but it got messed up in the paperwork so the you know the the parents went to jail and the kids went into foster care and in some cases it took weeks to clear it up so i mean we're talking about you know separating families but she's a black woman or a multi-ethnic woman whatever part black woman and so and biden's not biden's a white an old white man so he's got to be the the whipping boy or the scapegoat for their new you know you know woke leader uh kamala harris who is every bit as problematic as he is if not more so um so it's very interesting to watch but yeah that that's the, the pop go ahead what i what i did see is uh and i find i find this uh kind of interesting is that okay so the democratic party has basically adopted Bernie Sanders talking points. Oh yeah. Like all of them. Yeah. And after this debate, Bernie Sanders fell something like 12 points or I I don't have the numbers in front of me. Right. He fell, he fell uh, by a wide margin right now. Harris and Biden are basically tied at number one and yeah, number one, number two. Um, And then Bernie fell something like, somewhere between eight and 12 points. I can't remember what it is. And he's down below Elizabeth Warren, below beta. Like he's, he's down there. And uh, it sure. Yeah. Everybody has stolen your talking points, but because of the way that you talk in three word parts of sentences, while having hand seizures, talking angrily about wall street means that you're, like you're you're not going to speak to the younger class like you're 78 years old and you're a millionaire and you're telling talking to everybody about the the top two percent like you're you're not really you you no longer speak to who you're trying to speak to right and he's not needed anymore like he was the only one that was a socialist in the last election cycle or the only prominent name that was a socialist in the last election cycle well now Everyone's a freaking socialist, except except for John Hickenlooper is, you know, trying to Hickenlooper is uh, is trying to single handedly save the Democratic Party from calling themselves socialist while still continuing to push mildly socialist legislation. But I mean, so is the Republican Party. He's trying to do what the Republicans do. Say socialism is bad while they while creep while they continue to creep socialism upon us. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, he's not needed anymore. There are right. younger, more dynamic, better talkers now who are going to be all just as socialisty as he is, and uh, and so he's not really he's not needed anymore. And uh, it's it's you know I'd feel bad for him if he hadn't spent his entire life robbing people and and uh, you know or his entire adult life anyway robbing people and 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 soft selling communism on the on the the you know. The, the 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 gray masses but uh i mean it, it kind of I, I imagine it sucks for him that he's been building this up and building it up and building it up and now here comes like kamala harris who's a cop <laughs> like literally a cop to come in and go yeah me too yeah no me all of that all yeah, the things all he, said, he me, said me too plus let me add in these other things yeah i'm black like um, li- i mean that's that's and and female and fem- i'm a black female and it's and, and I'm and I'm younger. I'm not young, but I'm younger. And right. uh, you know when Howdy Doody up there kept trying to you know say you know give us the torch and uh, Eric Swalwell and yeah. uh, and watching Bernie go 
well, it's not just, it's not about age. It's about standing strong. And it's like, no, no, it's, it's about optics and you're an old man and your hair situation is. I will say he did, he did comb his hair for the debate. Yeah, but it's, it does this like natural static electricity, like returns to its form as, as the, by the end of the debate, it's back to the, the, uh, you know, uh, doc from, from, uh, back to the future side comb thing he's doing there. Um, and, and, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, Biden was like, yeah, I'm keeping the torch. Like he, he, he's, listen, I'm, I'm the old people's candidate and I'm going to run on that. And Bernie's not the old people's candidate. He's the young people's candidate. And the young people are like, these other ones look better. And he's kind of screwed now. Yeah. And you're, and you're seeing like, everybody's like, yeah, Bernie train, Bernie train, Bernie train. Then they, the ones that watch the debate anyway, they're like, well, yeah, but now everybody's saying this and that mayor, everyone. Yeah. And the mayor from South Bend, you know, he's gay. So (laughs) he kind of got Bernie beat. He's a straight, I mean, peel apart all of his, you know, rhetoric and, and everything else. He's an old straight cishet white male. The only thing he isn't is Christian. That's lit. Like if he were a Christian, he'd be Joe Biden. Like he'd, li- I, he's, he's, you know, if he, he, he doesn't bring anything identity wise to the table. He's an old school leftist and old school leftists actually don't like identity politics. They think that it waters down the message, which they're right. Um, but like yeah. old school socialists and communists don't like this intersectional identity politics crap. Um, but they're not in charge anymore. The, the new left loves that stuff because it works politically and in it, it, it works politically. They can, they can use it to, uh, you know, browbeat the majority population into feeling bad, uh, and energize the minority populations that they need to win in elections. Uh, and, 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 and keep everyone at each other's throat over things that shouldn't matter. They matter to people, but they shouldn't. Um, so yeah, it's sad for Bernie. Um, but yeah, so, so I would say it's sad for Bernie, but not the rest of America. And then I'm like, well, if one of the other ones wins, it's still sad. (laughs) I mean, listen, the, here's, I mean, guys, if you want to get depressed, keep listening because, uh, our I, I wouldn't even say our best chance. If they don't win, the guy who's trying to build a wall while, you know, adding uh, health, uh, uh, child, you know, universal child care and, you know, banning every accessory, gun accessory he discovers exists and doesn't like because he just found out about it, um, is the guy who will win. So, I mean, that's a thing. Let's get rid of it. We oh, man, that sounds terrible. You can make a gun be less shooty sounding. Oh no 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 no! Let's get rid of that. Can't have that. You know. So I mean, and, and and he's. I was talking with a conservative friend by text message, and he's like, "Hey man, how excited are you that um you know Trump hasn't been uh you know doing hasn't been going to war in uh in in uh, Iran?" And I'm like, I mean, it's great wonderful but he also has been and i started like listing off all the stuff i'm like you know he hasn't been going to war with iran he hasn't gone to war with iran but he's supplying the saudis to you know conduct their 
horrific war in Yemen. He's continuing the war in, in, in the war in Afghanistan. He's uh, possibly ramping up Iraq. He's you know uh, uh, there's still some activity happening in Syria. Like he's with the exception of Tulsi Gabbard, who who. It's great to sound anti-war until you're actually the president, because Donald Trump sounded a lot more anti-war than he has been. Um, so, with the, but the, with the exception of her in rhetoric, he is the most war-averse president of the major parties. And right. if that doesn't scare you, boo! Did that scare you? It's like the Bernie gif. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am the I've been told that I am the young bearded anarchist Bernie Sanders and I'm I had no rejoinder to that because that might be true. That well Yeah. You're less like I know you're equally Jewish, but you're less Jewish. <laughs> in some ways. I mean you're and then you're in not, others I'm you're you're not from New York. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Other than that, I got nothing. I'm not from New York. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was raised in the South and sound like this. So right. I there's a lot to that theory. <laughs> so speaking of odd identity, identity com- combinations... Uh, so in Portland, there, yeah, I know there was a yeah, protest I, in okay. Yeah, I'm I'm trying. So there was a, a Antifa protest in Portland. I'm not. Do you know what they were protesting, or was it just sort of a? No, I kind of forgot to do the notes on that one because I had it after I did the rest of them. <laughs> and uh, during this protest, uh, they uh, they beat up a guy named Andy. No, is, is it no? It's pronounced. It's it's spelled N G O. He's uh. I think it's Nyo. Like, Nyo. Yeah. Andy NGO, who is a gay, I guess, right-leaning uh, Asian journalist. Yes. And um, I don't know a lot about him. I know some some people are saying he's kind of trying to be like... Milo. The, the Asian Milo or Myro. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's just start this show over. Matt, why, no. why, <laughs> Matt, why is the people think that you guys are racist? I don't know. I have no idea. We're against rape. We're against rape. Let's just go ahead and knock that out. We're right. against rape, and I'm an anarchist. 36 minutes, 54 seconds. Um, Took you a while. So, I know. This was a, this was a longer one. I th- no, I said it earlier, but the anarchist Bernie Sanders. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, no, it went right by me, too. So they beat him up, and... Of course, you know, the obvious uh, uh, response to this from the right has been, well, you know, what if a conservative beat up a gay Asian journalist? Which is a good question, because uh, that would be if there were a Trump rally. Front page news. Yeah. If there were a Trump rally. Eight o'clock lead on every major media network. If at the straight pride parade which there is no such thing because all parades are gay but if at the straight parade straight pride parade the they they beat up a gay asian journalist that's all you'd hear about for 
three days, two days, three days. I'm 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 saying a full week, because so so he's he, you know he's in the hospital. He's got internal bleeding. So you oh wow, con- yeah, you you would be getting constant updates. You would know everything going on with everything going on with him. Everybody that had anything to do with the um, with with his uh, attack, you you would their faces would be plastered everywhere uh, on every major media network, um, and uh, whoever is the leader of that protest would have to come out or like you know the leader of the gay. So Milo, Milo, I think Milo is the leader of the straight pride parade, which is odd. Um, <laughs> Proving my point. Right. Um, so my, yeah. So Milo would have to come out and be like, no, we, you know, we condone these actions by these few that were at this event. Like, but no, none of that's happening with, with uh, Mr. Nyo. 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 And uh, so, yeah, just, it's a, Antifa bad, white supremacists bad. Yeah, and that's, I mean, there's not really a lot of places to go with this other than these are like, uh, so when you have two people that you really hate and they're beating each other up and you're like, <laughs> good. And, and and that's 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 my thought on that. I don't know enough about Andy Nyo to tell you if he's a, if he's a you know, a bad guy or not, but I... I don't know what to tell you. I doubt he's a white supremacist. You 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 rarely meet gay Asian white supremacists. But not often. But it's a new it's a brave new world, so who knows? It's 2019. You can be anything you want. It's 2019. Know. You can be anything you want. You can be the best gay Asian Nazi that you possibly can. You get out there and get them. Uh and, and we're proud of you. Uh, actually, yeah. we don't have to be proud of you anymore, son. Oh, Jim. yeah, it's July. It's, totally yeah, it's July, so we're not even proud of you anymore. anymore. Yeah, we're not proud of you. Now, so, now we're on. Yeah, now we're in July. Right back to heterosexuality awareness weekend. Right. Well, you know, after Pride comes wrath, so. <laughs> wrath month? <laughs> this is wrath month. Welcome to wrath month, everyone. It's wrath month. And if you live here in Florida, <laughs> you know exactly what that means. Um, <laughs> I love it. Mike's up there in the in in the, the land of wrath, of yeah. Time. Right, so he, he he's not experiencing the southern wrath of July. No, it's pretty hot up here, but it's not. It's not. Is back it home is hot. it hot in Canada right now? <laughs> it's like eighty. Wow, that's hot for Canada. I'm certain that's hot for These Canada. These people are losing their minds, especially because a lot of the houses here don't have AC. Because it's hot one month out of the year. It's that, 80. It's what 80. do you need AC for? What do you need AC for for 80? Man, open up the windows. Get a nice you got to get it down breeze. to 75. <laughs> so, Man, apparently that's what happens in South Carolina. Because here in Florida, 80 is like, yeah, let's open up these windows. Yeah, well, that's, that's I mean. means is at 80. Yes, and we know we know all about the Florida people. So and 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 what that level of exposure to humidity causes. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 Canada hot here, which means it's not it's not hot. Like I had to put on jeans last night because wow. it was in the sixties. Yeah, 
we're near the yeah. Arctic. It 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 it's it's light till like ten, and then it's light again at like three thirty. Like we're close to the pole. The North Pole, I think. Mm-hmm. That's North Pole, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if if the Earth is actually a globe, yeah. Santa has a Canadian postal code, so, and they don't call it a zip code; it's a postal. That's code. like yeah. So that's like when I was in Alaska last year. Like the sun would set at like eleven and get up, it and it wouldn't get up; it would come back. Whatever. Yeah, it would like kind of dip down and then come back up. Here it's like we're not that far north, but it's like three hours. It's four hours. It's completely gone, and then it's already starting yeah, to come up again. That, yeah, that's what I was like where I was in Canada. Or yeah, Alaska. I'm still in eleven Canada. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I think I have like one more year left before I'm allowed to go to Canada. You could have seen uh, me yesterday. We, we went into Niagara Falls briefly to do some stuff. So we could have hung out. We could, and you know what they have in Niagara Falls is buses. Speaking of buses. Wow. I, I was waiting for something to say and I had nothing. So yeah. speaking of buses, Matt, it appears that, uh, the guy that uh, Barack Obama picked to be his vice president, he's uh, he's basically a Klan member. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's what the media is painting uh, creepy creepy Uncle Joe as uh, as recently is a bit of a Klan member. Uh, but oddly, <laughs> they would be wrong, would they? <laughs> They would tell us all about that right now. Yeah, no problem. So, okay, so everybody's like, okay, yeah, he 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 wanted to pass uh, anti-busing legislation, uh, which granted a lot of segregationists were they supported anti-busing legislation, but he supported it as well. Right now, to understand all of this. I want you to understand that most of my weekend went away because I had to make sure I had all of the facts on this before. Like I made like some sort of rational decision. And so first you have to know what busing is. Busing okay. is forced integrations of schools after the Brown versus board of education in a ruling uh, by the Supreme court. That is the Swan versus Charlotte Mecklenburg board of education case. Right. Students were then in order to force integration because uh, because areas were kind of segregated already, they were forcing uh, seg- they were forcing integration. Uh, so students were bused from their regular schools into different districts in order to do this. Okay. Now the reason that the reason that we got there was because of everybody's favorite socialist president, FDR. So FDR is the reason that segregation in fifty states got to be as prevalent as they, as it had been at that point. Okay. Uh, 1933, he passed the homeowners loan corporation, uh, in order to help homeowners that were dealing with, um, losing their homes because of the great depression, try to make sure that home ownership would stay up. So he passed the, uh, homeowners loan corporation. Okay. What they would do, what they would do segue of the year. Um, <laughs> Uh, it was it, it was it was not it was not one of my prouder moments but i was i was i was floundering yeah um so what they would do is they raided all houses and neighborhoods and they marked them as 
A was green, B was blue, C was yellow, D was red. A neighborhood was suburban with recent construction, low crime, business, and professional people, also known as a white neighborhood. Right. A D neighborhood was inner city, old buildings, often in need of repair, sometimes high crime, or a minority neighborhood. Mm. The HOLC avoided D neighborhoods. They wouldn't right. deal with so lots of those people ended up losing their houses and whatever, like losing their businesses and buildings and all that kind of stuff. Um, which then came the FHA. And right. The FHA based all of their loans on the HOLC. The original, when, I, when FHA first came around, uh, they always have a max loan that they will give out. I think the last year that I did real estate, it was $197,000. When it first started, $20,000 was the max. <laughs> How'd you like a $20,000 house, everyone? Right. Um, it precluded A neighborhoods. So they figured that anybody that was going to be living in an A neighborhood, one, didn't need federal help in buying it, and uh, they already had the money. So it was they just left those out. So they were working with B and C neighborhoods. Right. Right. And they rarely gave these to uh, they rarely gave these loans to blacks and they came with a list of other restrictions. Oh, man, the one that was highlighted went away. So the restrictions were allocation of definite areas for specific uses, such as single or two family houses, apartments and business structures, uh, the placement of buildings. So they will have adequate light and air with assurance of a space of at least 10 feet between buildings. Uh, prohibition of the re-subdivision of lots. Prohibition these are the most. Of, these are the most detailed notes of our show ever. By the way, ever, Go ever. Ahead. Prohibition of the erection of one or more dwelling per lot. So right now we're getting rid of everything in the inner cities. Nothing right. in the inner cities is, is available. Control the control of the design of all buildings by requiring their approval by qualified committee. So now the government's now in charge of how these things are being built. Right, by right. Cost limitations or minimum square foot ground floor areas. So they can't be small dwellings. They're going to have to be X amount of square feet. They're going to have to have these kind of rules. They're going to have to be, meet the FHA qualification. Prohibitions of nuisances or undesirable buildings such as stables, pig pens, temporary dwellings, and high fences. So no, so rural, farms, so no rural housing. Yeah, yeah. So no rural housing. Uh, prohibition of the occupancy of properties except by the race for which they are intended. Oh, wow. Prohibition of, I'm going to read it again, a prohibition of the occupancy of properties except by the race for which they are intended. This was in the government FHA loan qualifications of 1933-34-35. So this is how they started forcing redlining on people. They were only giving these loans to specific people. They were only allowing them, to, they were automatically now separating them. They were making it impossible for black people to get these loans. And then they were, they were making it impossible for black people to get these loans in, in the areas where black people had been living who couldn't purchase anything anyway with the help of government, with, with the help of a government loan. Most of the time, at the time, if you wanted a conventional loan, you needed a 50% down payment and you had to pay the loan back in six to seven years. You were not able to have a 20, 30, 40, 50 year loan. Right. Yeah. It was totally different back then. Right. So 
So the, and this wasn't redlining as in, you know, private mortgage companies saying, mm, I don't think I want to do business yeah. there. This was the government enforcing, like, you can't get a loan if you live here. But this was also the birth of redlining. Right. Where you don't want to live in this area. Here. Right, 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 right. You can't live in that area there. Yeah. Right. Or, right. So, I mean, nowadays, redlining is if you tell somebody you don't want to live in this area. Right. That's, that's, that is illegal. You cannot say that. Um, well, you, you can say that as the person buying, but the agent can't help you with that. Right, exactly. <laughs> the agent can't help you find a white neighborhood or a black neighborhood. They can tell you that you can look yourself. And if you, if that's important to you, you can, you can make whatever criteria you want, but the right. agent can't help you knowingly, you know, find something racial based. Right. Um, so now going back to Brown versus board of education, segregation has to be ended. Good. Yeah, that's great as you know, we, it was a good step for our country to take. And it was a much needed step. Right. But the reason that most of the schools were segregated weren't because it was illegal for blacks and whites to go to school together. Many of them were because of how the neighborhoods were spread out. Right. 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 That was just the actual demographic. It was de facto so segregation. Like you weren't going right. to live in a, you weren't going to go to a school in the next town or whatever. Yeah, right. exactly. So that is when busing came into effect. Okay. Students from lower income areas were then bused to higher income neighborhoods to go to school there. So they had to wake up earlier. They got home later. Uh, it was making it harder for them to succeed in school. Oh, wow. The parents of the black children who were being bused were getting upset because they were like, they were not being given the tools to do this at the same time. The schools that the students were being bused to were now getting more federal dollars, which was taking money away from the schools that they used to be going to, which was uh, making those schools worse. Worse than they already were. Worse than they already were. So, uh, so then they started losing money because they weren't having as many students there. More money was going to the other schools that they were busing to. The kids that were going to these schools weren't performing as well because the travel time to and from school, less hours of sleep, less time to do homework, all that was taking up so much time that they didn't have the proper tools in order to learn what they needed to learn. Right. Most of the people that were upset by this were in the black community. Biden said busing for schools to achieve racial quotas and did not achieve equal opportunity for students. And he was right. And he was right about that. That is what was happening with busing. So he that is very interesting busing legislation that now, because nobody knows what it is and nobody knows how we got there and nobody understands any of that. Right. Except for all of you who are listening and watching right now. That is why supporting anti-busing legislation is not wrong. And is in fact the right thing to have done at the time. That's very interesting. I had no, I, I, so my, and of course, like it says in the notes, so Kamala Harris, her parents were PhDs. She wasn't low income. So whatever busing was being done, she wasn't being bused from far away. She was being bused from probably the same neighborhood. Um, and then apparently there's some disagreement as to whether she was the second class to be bused in, but I don't, I don't know all the details on that. Um, 
But so this was not like school choice where, you know, if you have a, a student and you want them to go to a better school, this was where the government came in and said, we don't care if you like it or not. Your kid's getting on this bus at like four in the morning or, you know, 430 in the morning and, and, you know, to go to a mostly white school and then, you know, we'll get, you know, they'll be back in time for, you know, after dinner and then they'll have to do their homework before they go to bed to do it all over again five days a week. Right. And Biden and those who were against it said, no, that's not going to work. Now, again, and we're I'm not. Certain that the, I'm certain that the people that were pro segregation, those people were voting for it because they've supported segregation because they right, wanted right. to be separate. Right. The people who joined them in it, who weren't for segregation, did it, I would think. I, I mean, I wasn't there. I, I I don't know. But because of like what Biden said, busing for schools to achieve racial quotas and did not achieve equal opportunity for students. He was actually looking for equal opportunity. I can't believe I'm defending Biden. And that's I the thing. It. It, makes, it makes me feel so dirty. Right, right, but right. The government decided that, OK, it's now illegal to segregate. You can't have segregated schools anymore. So it's like, right. OK, great. But the schools didn't like integrate. Because of rules that the government had made, because right. the government had gotten us, had already segregated America, they were, they, they said, okay, uh, well, now what do we do? Okay, we're going to force kids to go to other schools, and we're going to start busing kids from low-income areas to the nicer areas in order to force integration. So that way, the, the, we'll start doing intermingling of racing, and everything will be hunky-dory. We'll all learn to love each other. Marianne Williamson will get a lady boner. And- it didn't work. It didn't right. work. Well, we don't know if Marianne Williamson got a lady boner or not, but she probably did, actually. That probably did happen. But, but the, the rest of it did not happen. The rest of it didn't work. I So that's – and again, we don't – like, we're not here to defend Biden. I, I love, Chris Reynolds said, Biden should have definitely used Matt's 10-minute real estate lecture in the debate. And I agree. Um, and just kept talking and not let anyone else talk. And who would have stopped? He shouldn't him? have seen his time. Yeah, he should have had, he, when he sees his time, he should have just kept going. His ear. Yeah, and just like literally, even given all of the that where it had like A, B, C, D, and all of that, like literally list out the whole thing and refuse to stop talking, continue talking through the commercial break, and uh, I, it would have worked. They would. Who could have said he lost it then? Um. So we're not. Biden fans here like we're not fans of any of these people but yeah obviously like obviously but I'm defending Biden and I feel disgusting I know exactly like we're defending Uncle Touchy the you know right. tough one there are things to criticize Uncle Touchy about but there are things that you'd also have to criticize Harris about so they can't talk about that they can't really get into Biden's tough on crime stuff that led to record numbers of people most of whom were people of color being locked up because Harris was a part of that too she was at the, the 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 spear's edge of that stuff. Um, so they have to talk about this, you know, he once said something nice to a segregationist. He was a Democrat in the Senate. He was trying to get legislation passed. What was he supposed to do? Obama gave good words about Robert Byrd, who was literally a former Klansman. Um, I mean, you, you could do this all day long. The, the, all the great things people said about Strom Thurmond. And, uh, and, and, uh, Jesse Smollett, Jesse Smollett. (laughs) Yes, exactly. No, (laughs) Jesse, um, Helms, um, you know, 
they were in the Senate together and they were trying to get stuff passed. So, of course, you'd say nice things to them. But that's the stuff they're going to lean on. And that will work with the fake woke internet crowd and fake woke media that, oh, well, we can't vote for him. Now, here's a guy again. I'm not. We're not a fan of Obama either. This was Obama's former vice president. Remember all the memes about Obama and Biden? And now they've turned on him so hard as on things that are 50 and 40 and 60 and 30 years old that they knew about back then. Right. But now they have to get rid of him because he has to be the sacrificial lamb for the ascendancy of Kamala Harris, otherwise known as the black female Joe Biden. And that's where we are. But have no fear, everyone, because there's someone on the horizon. She is like a beacon of love and hope. Her chakras are perfectly aligned. See that? Perfect chakra alignment. She's doing such good work that Republicans are donating to her campaign we're speaking, of course, of Marianne Williamson. Align chakras. When she talks about the spirituality of the self and the yoga and the centering of one's soul and center, she is talking to all of us as one because we are but one human race and she none of is. us are different because we all come from the dust of stars and we were all made makes, of stars that makes us special nothing can stop but us now you... <laughs> oh marianne williamson marianne williamson so people are so happy to have her in the debate and republicans are so happy to potentially frustrate uh, everyone else trying to actually debate and become president that they've started donating to her campaign in order for her to be able to keep whatever minimum uh, uh, donation donor levels are required to stay in the debate. And I welcome it because yeah. um, only I like chaos. what's that? I like chaos. I like chaos. I like the fact that she somehow made it past security. I love beating hate with love. I love decalcifying my pineal gland, pineal gland third eye i like kale i actually don't mind kale i like i wasn't sure when the joke stopped and started with that with that bit with you this is not a joke at all Miriam williamson is the golden flaxseed smoothie that america needs yeah she none is, of this um... is a joke <laughs> she she is what america needs to have in the debates right now yeah so i don't know uh, there is a meme that was going around um and it is so far my favorite political meme i've ever seen uh and the only people that understand it are people who know the show twin peaks but during marianne williamson's speech where she was like donald trump has crippled this country with fear and I will beat him with love. And she sounds like she's a soap opera actress. Somebody put the twin peaks theme song over that. And it is so perfect. It is the most perfect metaphor for what she is. She's is straight out of a David Lynch movie and it is awesome. 
And I hope that every time she speaks for the rest of her campaign, somebody does that because I will watch all of them. That is so funny. Yeah, no, I, I, when at first when I saw her, I'm like, who the hell is it? Cause I didn't, I hadn't heard of her. I had no idea who she was, but then I'm like, oh, this is great. And, uh, she grew on me. I might vote for her at least in the primary. Cause right. yeah, I like chaos. I want her there. I want it to be down to her and Harris or Biden or whomever. I want it to be down to her and whoever the one who ends up getting it is. And I want, I want to have a series of debates with just her, <laughs> with just her and, and whoever will actually end up getting the nomination. Because why would she drop out? There's no reason for her to drop out. No, she's going to sell more books doing this than she has doing anything else. She has no political future, so she's not worried about pissing the party off or whatever. She could stay in this through Super Tuesday and literally just like you have a debate where one person is trying to explain why they should be president of the United States. And Marianne is over here like telling us about how we should speak into it. So she tweeted once. She said, imagine the leak the BP oil spill leak like stopping we all need to just picture it and it will happen that needs to be on a campaign sticker and then when she and no and then what I really want is for her to get the nomination I remember watching the same Republican party that was horrified at Donald Trump the Republican party establishment was horrified at Donald Trump constitutional conservatives were horrified at Donald Trump. And then when he got the nomination, they all had to be like, uh, uh, help us make America great again and lock up crooked Hillary. Like they had to take the message because it was theirs. Now he was the nominee and they had to take it. I want that to happen for the Democrat party with Marianne Williamson, where like it all becomes about like, like Kundalini fragrances and like chakras. And they start selling like, uh, 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 sage, uh, the sage things that you burn, and like they have to open the meeting with with the burning of the sage and like telling the blessings to keep the demons out. Like th- this is a real, I we we every if you're a Republican, just throw a couple bucks at this. You don't have to throw all your money at this, but throw like a couple bucks at. It. If every Republican threw like two dollars at this, yeah, two two to ten bucks at this, she'd become she the nominee. The yeah, she, she. Yeah, she could. She could become the nominee because there <laughs> is no one like her in this. If you're looking for a socialist, there's a bunch of them. If you're looking for, uh, if you're looking for, you know, some like, you know, media favorite, there's Harris. There used to be Biden. There's uh, Booker and and people like that. Like, there's it can be split up somewhat. There's only one person telling you how you can like fix the astral trauma in your in your in your spirit no one's addressing that so <laughs> no one's like, addressing the real questions here have you have you thought about like what first day legislation she would like try to enact vaccination's gone we're going oh vaccination straight. it's illegal vaccination yeah, would be great essential oils yeah. yeah yeah like don't worry some lavender and i don't use enough essential some lavender and basil will 
clear up that cancer yep. right now. Don't yep. don't you worry about. It. Oh, don't worry. Here's some CBD and some uh, and yeah, CBD has medical. <laughs> Well, yeah, here's some here's some CBD and some uh, ashwagandha, and that'll clear up that AIDS. Don't you worry about that. Uh, Uni- like, universal Universal Himalayan salt caves for all. Right. the The national anthem will Everyone. only be sung in Himalayan monk voices now. Oh, or that Mongolian. Yeah, the Mongolian yeah. throat singing. Yeah. Throat. Yeah. Throat. Throat. Yeah. That's. So, I mean. I'm actually hopeful now for the future of America yeah. if she wins because I think that this would be much better. You can't go it, to war if everyone hasn't been vaccinated because that's actually the law. So right there, war's gone because no one has protection for malaria. I would, I would love to see the first diplomatic... <laughs> trip she goes on where she's talking with a Saudi prince who just murdered somebody. <laughs> I just really feel as though we need to come into these meetings with love and equal respect for each other. And yep. he's like, I, I don't talk to women. I, I, don't, I don't know what you want me to say here. Uh, it's no, going to be going to be tough. You're going to have to talk to her. You're going to have to talk to her and you're going to have to you're going to have to like meditate with her. Right. If you want that money, you're going to have to meditate with her. Yeah. And Chris Reynolds is right. She is the star of the debate because at the beginning of the the debate, debate. nobody knew who she was. And now (laughs) we've just spent 10 minutes talking about her. She's the star of, of, she was the star of Demageddon. I'll tell you that much. Um, We thought Biden won it, but, uh, but she's, she was definitely the star. And guys, if you want to be a star, let me tell you how. Go to Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. That's a way to be a star, I've been told. Uh, Anchor gives you everything Anchor. you need. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's good. I was like, I, I don't know if that's my turn yet. Uh, Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. That is incredible. You know, they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast, so it sounds great. They'll also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and many more. That's incredible. And you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. No minimum listenership. Low minimum listenership. So uh, after the show, head on over to uh, download the old Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started today today and another cool thing they have which we're about to do is you can actually get voice messages from your uh listenership from, from your, your no minimum l- listenership. from your no minimum listenership how far back does this go wait yeah he goes, yeah we got a couple from him oh man because yeah because the last show was on the 25th oh he was sending them during the during yeah, demogeddon so, oh man so we have we, uh, we've, we've got a couple to hit here um, as always, personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds uh, has quite a few. Uh, I would just go with the uh, the top, the ones from yesterday and today. Okay, yeah, because yeah. Um. Okay, so I'm just gonna do these in. 
chronological order. So here's our first message from Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. If you're looking for an attorney, personal injury, injury attorney in Florida, hit up Chris Reynolds. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with the Kamala Harris hot minute, I guess. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, So uh, after we've had a few days to digest uh, the first debate, wanted to see if the guys had any thoughts about whether or not their opinions have changed from their initial reactions to the debate, who did well, who did not do well, and also... Does it really matter what's going on now when we've got whatever it is, 16, 18 months until the actual election? Um, Historically, I believe uh, how you're doing right now doesn't have a huge correlation um, about how you're going to be doing 12 months from now. So anyways, uh, any thoughts on that would be uh, great. Thanks. So we kind of covered the first part of that. Right. Yeah, we covered the Marianne Williamson will be president in 2020. Yes, right. And, and, and none yeah, of these other people matter. Nobody else matters. Um, but yes, he he's correct. What What is happening right now doesn't matter. I believe at this point last year, in the, or well, not last year, in the 2016 cycle, uh, Jeb Bush had 22%. Donald Trump had one. We don't need to know anything else. Yeah. Like, it, it, none it of, none of that really matters. Like, whatever the polls say now, there's plenty of time for a please clap moment and they'll just dwindle. You're going to get your Howard De- Dean in there. And, uh, oh, yeah. There's so much happen. that can happen. Yeah. There's I, so much that's going to happen. So, yeah, right now, no, it doesn't matter. I think that the first primary this year is in December which is why things are getting kicked off a little bit earlier than they mm. normally do. Um, That's Iowa, right? No, I think so. I think it's, I think it's New York now. Oh, wow. I think New York wanted to be first <laughs> at something. Okay. Well, the, yeah. Other than like, you know, taxes. Um, yeah. So, I don't think it matters all that much other than I think what matters here is that they're already tearing down Biden and he's mm-hmm. the kind of candidate that I think if he falls far behind, I don't see him having much of a comeback moment. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see him having this big comeback moment where, you know, he's going to he's going to take over. But I, I, I don't know. I still thought he did well in the debate. I thought he did what he needed to do. But I think that I think the 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 the, the far left definitely doesn't want him. I'm not sure they want so- Go ahead. Uh, I will. I will say that the the moment that you and I got super excited about him doing the the when I was a uh, public defender, right. I wasn't a prosecutor. I have not seen that in a clip anywhere on the news. Nobody they, has shown it that yeah. I have seen. Yeah, no one's shown it because it would completely blow it apart. And again, it goes to my theory that most people didn't watch the debate. They watched highlights when she said, I was bust and that little girl was me. And he looks at her and they went, oh, Harris won the debate. And that's not the entirety of the debate. I think for someone who watched the debate, it was way more nuanced than that. Um, But I don't know what to tell you. So we still think the same thing. Everyone else is wrong but us. 
Except for Marianne Williamson is the star of that debate. Personal right. injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your Marianne Williamson moment of zen. Um, <laughs> wanted to see, and I'm sure the guys are going to talk about this anyways, but what you all thought about uh, Donald Trump's kind of, I don't know, his, his, his trip of love um, going around the world, um, swinging by old North Korea to have a chat with uh, Kim Jong-un, uh, all the controversy surrounding uh, his daughter, hanging out with all the world leaders, the pretty sweet side-eye by somebody, I forget who it was, gosh, I forget, but one of the one of the women, as she was trying to butt into some conversations, uh, looked pretty disgusted that uh, the daughter was there, Ivanka, um, and just the thoughts about the trip overall. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Uh... I'm looking up the side eye because I have no idea what that was. So um, Ivanka was at the G20 and she was inserting her, she was being very Trumpian. You know, I mean, she's a Trump. So she right. was inserting herself in the conversations and somebody was giving her the side eye of, she was, it, it, it was the, diplomatic equivalent of her going why is this bitch even here oh it's christine lagar lagar who is the managing director and chairwoman of the imf the international international monetary fund that would be someone who would wonder why you're here right why and so she and so she was there and she was doing her thing and we're going to get to north korea in a little bit um yeah we're going to get to North Korea in a little bit, but um, yeah, the rest of it, like he went to China he had his meetings. I think we're still in a trade war. I don't know. Like, yeah. He, so I think he's, so he's, he's talking about backing off on the, on new tariffs and backing off and, and maybe letting Huawei, 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 however you say that, the, the Chinese tele, the Chinese phone right. maker, Huawei, uh, allowing them to, allowing uh, government contractors to buy, who I wise again. Um, so, I mean, listen, anytime that politicians are trading words, they're not trading bombs. So that's a good thing. Um, you know, him crossing the, the what's that? It's almost the direct quote from Bernie Sanders this week. <laughs> I had no rejoinder to that theory again. Um, but right. you know, it's, so it's good. It's a good thing. It's good. I need to start doing this when I talk it. I actually kind of I do that occasionally. Um, so it's only, it's only one finger because he's like shaming you. So it was. I, I don't have. I, I think it's. I like trip of love. Um, I. Uh, I'm. I'm glad he's not bombing them. My bar is low for politicians. I'm glad he's not bombing them. Right. So that's, that's my take that's, on that. Yeah. That's that's all you got on that one. Yeah, that's really all I have. Uh, I like this one. Oh, <laughs> wait. Uh, here we go. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your AOC Millennial Minute. Attorney at Law. As you guys know, the Constitution gives the executive branch uh, the bulk of its powers in terms of uh, what it does with other countries. Um, and so with the president... Currently, um, on his 
trip around the world, G20, um, meeting with the Saudi prince who just murdered somebody um, recently, uh, meeting with Kim Jong-un, meeting with Putin and joking about election meddling, all the different things that are going on right now. This is the area where Donald Trump has most of his power. Um, and I would just love to hear you guys' view on, you know, how you think he's doing, what, uh, you know, effects all of these things that he's doing may or may not have. Thank you. <laughs> I I don't go ahead. I, I mean, do I think that we're having any effect? No. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, is um, one of the most well-informed people I know. And I don't agree with him on everything. Like, I don't. I don't agree with personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. I do. On everything. I bet you don't. Um, <laughs> bet I, I don't I say name, it. Yeah, I bet I can name some things. Um <laughs> But um, he, he he's going to be in like the top 1% of people informed on everything going on. Right. Spike and I are in the top 90%. Most of the country is in the bottom 20. Most of them don't even know that Trump left. They just know that he showed up at some point. They just know he showed up at some point in North Korea and walked into North Korea. If that, if that, like, I mean, the average voter, and this is, you know, a condemnation on democracy. The average voter doesn't know what the hell is going on, which is why I still wonder if all this, like, polling with the debates and stuff, if it's even factoring in, the average voter is going to show up and go, and then go back to their life because they don't, they don't know. And by the way, uh, was pressing a button. Like, they literally just aren't, like, <laughs> they're going to go, and no one knows what that means. They're going yeah, to. You didn't have the motion of pushing a button. In <laughs> just, uh, no, but some of them might just do that. that. Some of them might just go in there and grunt and walk away. Like, that's. I have been in voting places on election day. That's actually accurate. And do you hear people? Uh, uh, I got a between these people. Uh, 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 it's like a Wookiee convention. Right. So, I mean, so that that's – I, I don't know if all of this stuff is really factoring in. We're going to find out soon yeah. enough, but I, I don't – I don't think it does. I don't I, – I don't think it does. I really don't, at least not as much as we, as we might think it does, like as much as it does to us. And it's funny because it doesn't us either because we're not voting. But, uh, you know – I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote. I'm going to – Like – I'm not so I under I understand the reasons not to vote and I understand that makes right. absolutely no difference, especially because I don't vote for a major party. Right, right. Right. I I literally throw in a vote just for chaos. <laughs> I would like to I I'll probably vote for Marianne Williamson in the primary if she's still in it, because I just you have to. Um right. but I, I was gonna vote for Hillary in the primary and I, at this point, I don't think she's she's running. We can pretty safely say she's not running. Um, I think she'd get Hillary, suicide. Never know. I, of the yeah. 24 people running, 22 of them may end up dead next week, and she's going to come and be like, well, I'm here to save the day. I'm here I'm here because these people keep committing suicide. 
And so here I am. Vote for me again. Um, but like in the general, if I, I might vote for like Kim Ruff or something like that. I think I, I, I'd probably do that. If, if the libertarian on my show on the 11th, that's got, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. if, if the libertarian party pulls another Gary Johnson, I'm not even not that big of a detractor of Gary Johnson, but no, if, if they pull another Gary Johnson, then I'll probably like go and, uh, I'll get a, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, so I, I showed up in 2016 with a bunch of crayons I had just bought at the dollar store and, uh, I wanted to draw pictures, um, of my, uh, dogs and they, and Harambe and, um, and they told me I couldn't because, um, they didn't have paper ballots and it's against the law to draw on the, um, machines. So I'm going to request a paper ballot and then, um, and do that or Kim Roth. Or Kimra. Um, let's see. What's the next one? The next one is, if it's the one I think it is, is probably my favorite. Because it just proves Chris Reynolds. Hey, Spike and Matt. Form. First time, long time. Love the show. Wanted to see if you all would talk a little bit about some of the things that have been really weighing on my mind lately. Number one, Big Little Lies, Meryl Streep. Amazing. Or just super amazing. Two, Stranger Things. Can it get any better from any of the previous seasons? And probably the most important, number three, the recent season finale of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Chloe, the cheating from Tristan Thompson. The interview by Jordan, we now get to see in the inner workings. Is Chloe going to be able to get through this? Is she going to go off the deep end? I don't know. I need your guys' thoughts on this. Keeping up with the Kardashians is still on. Yeah, no, it is. I actually had some people at uh, stateside Kava in Indian Shores, Florida, talking to me about it the other day. And I was like, that's still a thing, huh? Weird. All right. I remember um, catching like an episode of that back I, when yeah. Caitlyn Jenner was a man. No. Well, he was, well, it was Bruce Jenner. Oh, yeah, Caitlin. Yeah, you're right. I was thinking of one of the others. No, Caitlin. Because, you know, they're one of them was still a man. Might just go in there and. Nothing. Don't worry about that. Okay. Um, I don't watch. Do you know any of those shows, Matt? Uh, So I don't know Pretty Little Lies. I do know Stranger Things. And uh, Stranger Things season one is one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen in my entire life. Stranger Things seasons two was fantastic. Uh, had one of the sweetest moments in that I've seen on in television, especially like for a Netflix show. It's, I mean, it's super well produced. Uh, super well produced. It's super well written. Uh, season three, I've been looking forward to. Uh, just I have not been able to wait for it, um, but I've unfortunately had to. If uh, you can't really see it from this angle, but right there. That is a Stranger Things lithiograph uh, that I got for winning a Stranger Things costume. Now get the camera right, Matt, since you had yeah. to move the camera. God nope. Damn it. <laughs> now everyone's screwed. Thanks, Matt. No, that's so, terrible. No, actually, yeah, it's not bad. No, you know what? I well, yeah. No, sorry. Like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah! 
fame. Sure, um, sure. It's a yeah, it's a little high, but whatever. It's a little we're high, back. but we're, we're good. All right, that's it's there. That's good. Uh, that is good. There. That's actually better than before. Oh, good. Um, so, uh, so Stranger Things is uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, Chris, I get it. I understand. I'm not even reading that comment out loud. Um, so, <laughs> so Stranger Things is. Um, most of the people only get 20% of the information. <laughs> most of the people only get 20% of the information. Um, <laughs> Virtually everyone. Bottom 20. Right. Uh, yeah, pretty much everybody. Bottom 20. Um, so, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Stranger Things, is, I, I have high hopes for this season. I don't know how long they're going to be able to do it because the kids are getting older and eventually you're not going to believe that a bunch of 24-year-olds are 15. Um, but that being said, as long, as long as they keep up the writing that they've been doing and, they've, uh, and they keep up uh just the good classic humor and kind of the references to 80s tv shows and movies yeah they'll still they'll they'll do great again truly looking forward to that the other shows i've 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 seen one episode of um i've probably seen like three episodes of keeping up with the kardashians and that was relationship required um and yeah and i've never seen pretty little lies i hear the book is really good though yeah Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with uh, Trump time. I uh, I like how I he segments that Trump is very likely to win, but I would like a discussion at some point, um, if possible, um, to see you know, what would it take for Trump to not win, regardless of of, of who would beat him. Um, right now, I believe he's polling somewhere in the low 40% um, nationwide, um, and that's a pretty good base. Um, and with our plurality voting, not needing a majority, there might not be a lot of third-party candidates, but there will be some. Um, it doesn't seem like he needs a whole lot more to put him over the top, but what do you guys see as, as ways that he might lose this election? Thank you. I think that if well here you go you go ahead first because I have a few yes, thoughts on it. The only ways that I could see him losing this election is if he uh, if the economy crumbles. Yeah. If the economy just crumbles in the next six to eight months, he loses this election. If he goes to war with Iran, that's a coin flip for me on whether or not he wins or loses. I would have said that hurts him, but Matt brought up either the last episode or the episode before that. As far as we could tell, no wartime president hasn't gotten reelected. Like they all get reelected. George George Bush Sr. made his mistake was he Uh, ended the war. He ended the war in Iraq, which was good, but it also probably cost him the re-election um so i don't i i so yes obviously if the economy goes under all bets are off i i I don't see trump winning assuming the economy continues to do okay slash well then i think he'll get re-elected 
Another thing that could happen is if, you know, I, so first of all, you have to remember, so people get focused on the percentages. He only really needs, because he's a Republican and the, where his base of support is, he really only needs about 46% of the vote, which is what he got last time. Third party candidates take anywhere between three and 5% of the vote. So that, you know, that eats into the total amount, but then also, I mean, Hillary beat him by two percentage points and like several million votes, but they were concentrated in New York and California. Um, not, if, not if you count the illegal voters. Well, yeah. Not if you count the illegal voters. Illegal, the, the illegal voters uh, pulled her over the top. Up until then, he was winning the popular yeah, he, vote. He, he won the popular vote. Unless you count the illegal voters. The millions of illegal voters that no one could find. Assuming that those uh, hidden illegal voters continue into this next election cycle, Trump really only needs to get like 46% and he needs to keep his support in the Midwest, which is why he's doing all this populist crap that we hate so much. Like that's why he's doing, well, that and he believes in it, but his populist, economically illiterate, trade protectionism garbage is what blue collar workers like. Um, So, and remember, like he could, he could lose... Pennsylvania and either Wisconsin or Michigan and still win. So he's got some like padding there from the last election cycle. Um, But yeah, I think if the economy does well, there are a lot of hidden Trump voters. They won't, they'll even say like, yeah, I don't like Trump because it's popular to not like Trump and unpopular to like Trump. Um, But they show up and vote for Trump. And maybe not even tell anyone. I mean, we saw that in Pennsylvania. The polling had him getting blown out uh, really up until the end. And he ended up pulling it out. Um, And same things in Wisconsin and Michigan. There were polls there that showed that Hillary might be in trouble, but not like that. And um, so, I mean, called it for. What's that? Pennsylvania called it for Hillary early and they had to retract it. Yeah. Yeah, because he came back in the in all the the rural areas, and so well, no, what happened was he did way better in the suburbs than they expected with blue collar, uh, blue and 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 like higher level you know union workers. Basically, they knew he'd do well in the rural areas. They knew he'd do poorly in the cities, and they figured he'd do about the same as other Republicans in the um in the uh uh, uh the suburbs, and he didn't. He did way better. So. I don't see a Democrat outpopulisting him, but maybe they could. I'd sooner say really the biggest thing is the economy. If the economy goes south, then he's not he's not gonna he's not he's not gonna win it on the power of his personality, put it that way. Right. It's the economy, stupid. Yeah. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your AOC millennial minute. The second one. So the I almost feel like Electoral the College has been much maligned oh, we should, recently. We and I wanted to hear kind of the libertarian slash Matt and Spike's view on the Electoral College. Electoral College, I think, is intended to to reserve power to the states over the federal government, in a sense. Um, So it would seem to be something that libertarians would favor over other methods of um, electing a president. Uh, However, I don't know. Um, So do you guys favor the electoral college over something else and if it is something else what would that something else look like thank you 
Matt, I'll let you give your pretend minarchist view first. Right. Yeah. I, I was like, I know Spike's answer to this, and it's so it's pretty the simple. Right. Yeah. But I don't know if anybody caught in like minute 34 or whatever, but. <laughs> um, so the libertarian uh, thought process on the electoral college is that yes, the electoral college was put in place. So that way major, major states would not be able to govern over the smaller states. Right. That the electoral college was in its initial intention was that places like California, well, obviously not California because that wasn't around then, but like uh, the, the more populous states would not be able to tell states like Rhode Island how to, uh, how they had to run Rhode Island. Right. And that was the initial intention. If you get rid of the electoral college, the amount of people that live in San Francisco, Chicago, LA, New York, Dallas, St. Pete, Tampa, Miami, Orlando. Did I say New York? I said New York. Yes, you said New York. I think. And in Boston. Yeah. Is enough to win the election. Yeah. Is yeah. enough to win the election. And the people in those areas, then theoretically, if all of them voted one way, that would be enough for those people to decide how everybody else in the country has to live their lives so yeah the libertarians who still think that we need a government um they think that the electoral <laughs> they think that we need the electoral college um yes i think that as long as we have the government yes the electoral college is the best way to go about it uh because they're not abolishing elections for federal office anytime soon. Um, not not I, this cycle anyway, no. And I don't want them to get rid of the Electoral College because I don't want those cities telling my state how it has to govern itself. Right. So historically, the reason for it... So yes, the Electoral College was to make sure that big states couldn't bully the smaller states, basically. But it also goes down to the fact that Coming out of the Articles of Confederation, which was a very, very loose alliance of the of the, the each of the individual states, and going into the Constitution, which was a much more much more centralization of power into a strong federal government that had the power to tax, they had the power to conduct wars and declare wars, they had the power to do all of these different things that the previous uh, 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 confederated government didn't have. Um. One of the compromises there was that they were still, in theory, independent, semi-autonomous states. And and one of those was saying, so, and, and that worked its way into their elections as well, that when you're picking a president, it's not the American people picking a president, it's each state having an election for who they want to be president. And so that's what that whole thing was and it, you can go even deeper and it used to be that it was more of a suggestion to the electoral college how they should pick presidents and so forth but the, the bottom line is that each state was saying we as the state of south carolina florida california new york illinois whatever nebraska we're picking the president what's that canada yeah canada 
you know, we're we're deciding who we as a state want to be president, and then we're we're counting our points up with with each with, with everyone else too. It was a representative form of of doing it. The bottom line, because I'm an anarchist, where are we at? We we don't we you've already said it. We don't need to mark another one. I like to mark it each time. Minute thirty seven twenty. The all of this speaks to the inherent failings of democracy. And yes, a constitutional republic is a form of democracy. You are using a democratic process to pick your representatives. It's not a direct democracy where you're directly voting on legislation. You're voting through a proxy, blah, blah, blah. It's a democracy. Any system wherein everyone is forced into the system. If you want to live on your property, if you want to, you know, do business where you live, if you want to, you know, continue living the way that you live, you have to be a part of, you are a subject of the state, period. You can't get out of it. You have to pay those taxes. You have to follow the regulations and and rules. And so what they give you is the option to be a citizen, assuming that you weren't already born one, and to vote in the election. It's like if a hostage taker took us all hostage and then gave us a vote on what to have for lunch each day and then still just gave us whatever they were going to give us anyway. That's how democracy works. And each of these things, term limits, the electoral college, any of these things that are done to protect us from the worst impulses of mankind, they're all acknowledgments that democracy is a proven failure. If democracy worked, we wouldn't need all these protections. Protections from what? Us. They're protections. You know, we say the smaller states from the bigger states. We're all people. What you're saying is, I don't like those people over there and I don't want them to decide how I live my life. Well, that's democracy. In any system, yes, you can find ways to blunt it or, you know, to have a representative instead of voting directly on it or whatever. It's all the same thing. People are voting to use they use their vote as an act of proxy violence where they say okay I want you to do the things against those people that you promised to do and to leave me alone and that's that's what democracy is it's not a good system and so if we're going to have this system if if I were still a minarchist or a conservative or whatever you want to call it libertarian I would st- I would be in favor of the electoral college because it gives at least some semblance of autonomy to the states and it makes it so that like whatever it is the top dozen cities don't control the federal election um it it, it doesn't render like the majority of people who live in the bottom 20 percent from uh being able to have a say in uh in elections um but yeah i mean to, to me it's neither here nor there but yeah if i were if i were in favor of government, I would say the electoral college needs to be preserved and not because it favors Republicans. Um, but just because it needs to, cause I don't like Republicans, but it needs to, you have to have some semblance of autonomy for the States. Um, so speaking of real quick, breaking news from one of our regular listeners who apparently got Facebook banned. Um, <laughs> oh no. The Iacocca has passed. Well, that sucks. Lee Iacocca, who uh, he uh, rescued Chrysler from bankruptcy, uh, turned the company around during the 80s, and then ended up coming, or the 70s, 70s and 80s, and ended up coming out with the DeLorean. He didn't come out with the DeLorean. 
Didn't he? Lee Iacocca? Lee Iacocca did not come out with the DeLorean. That was a DeLorean motor company. That was John DeLorean. And then he was using his business to ship cocaine. And that's why the DeLorean went away. So Lee Iacocca's dead. <laughs> I thought he, I thought he, but he had something to do with the DeLorean. I don't think he had anything to do with the DeLorean. I'm pretty certain he had nothing to do with it. I'm pretty certain that was John DeLorean. Who recently, fun fact, uh, the DeLorean Motor Company, John DeLorean's still in prison, uh, but uh, they were going to be re, uh, re-releasing the DeLorean uh, as of a couple of years ago, and the government told them no because it was a uh, property of the U.S. government. All designs. Oh, because of the they seized because it in the drug thing. Yep. Why wouldn't they license it and make money? Because it's the federal government. They like spending money. They don't make it. They steal it. I could have sworn Lee Iacocca. Anyway, Lee Iacocca, dead. Very yeah, sad. Dead. Very sad, guys. Um, okay, cool. So, speaking of things from the 80s, Donald Trump uh, has did a lot of stuff we were talking about earlier. He went to North Korea after his uh, visits to China and Japan. He is the first... And it happened from a tweet, right? He tweeted that he'd like to meet with... Yeah, he, he was on his way back from China and Japan. He was like, just had these great meetings with the leaders of China and Japan. Uh, and if the rocket man... He didn't call him the rocket man. But if the rocket man sees this, uh, I would be happy to meet him at the border of North and South Korea to shake his hand and say hello. And rocket man Kim Jong-un said, sure. And then he went to North Korea shook uh, Kim Jong-un's hand and became the first, because he met at the DMZ, and uh, then he he became the first sitting president to step foot on North Korean soil. Basically the first president who wasn't Jimmy Carter to step foot on North Korean soil. Um, And uh, again, so Matt, you can tell me if you disagree. I don't think anything's going to come from any of this. We're not going to go to war with North Korea. North Korea is not going to stop their nuclear program. And it's not going to result in anyone going to a nuclear war. North Korea wants nukes for two reasons. One, so that we don't bomb them. Because the U.S. government doesn't bomb countries with nukes. And neither do other countries. You don't bomb countries with nukes. And two, they get to say, Ah, we're going to nuke everyone if you don't give us soybeans because we're all starving to death. And uh, so that's what's going to happen there. Nothing's going to change. I'm happy to see... Some form of diplomacy. Yeah, I'm happy to see them not threatening to kill each other because they're not the ones that do that. They send all of your friends and neighbors to go and kill their friends and neighbors. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, so I, I'd say that's a good thing. Yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would agree. Uh, that it's a good thing. Um, I, someone somewhere, I'm certain, uh, sitting in a room much like this one, probably much like the one that I'm sitting in. Uh, with much more color and not wearing some hipster pop singer t-shirt, uh, but instead of wearing a very red 
shirt with a hammer and a sickle or Che Guevara's face on it, mm-hmm. uh, calling himself a Stalinist. Was upset that Trump uh, was hanging out with and possibly showing support for a brutal dictator. Yeah, they're... and <laughs> real mad, real upset about it. So Occupy Democrats had a meme where they're like, Donald Trump went to North Korea where there's, and it like listed all the terrible things about North Korea. And it's like, yeah, North Korea sucks. Where were you the last 20 years while we were all saying that communism sucks? Like, mm-hmm. now you're mad because Trump, if Trump was bombing North Korea or threatening to bomb North Korea, they go, Donald no. Trump's crazy. Don North Korea did nothing wrong. But then... And again, Republicans are no better with this stuff. This is this is partisan hypocrisy, but it is hilarious to watch communists and communist sympathizers get upset about diplomacy with actual communists um, or state socialists or whatever you want to call them. I think it's hilarious, and I want more of it. I want more of Donald Trump being diplomatic, and I want more of the left being mad that new wars aren't being started. I want more of that. <laughs> Well, that's good, because I have a feeling that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think so. Now, in some not-so-good Trump news, uh, the Trump administration and the Department of Justice, which is the Trump administration, are thinking about destroying privacy freedoms for all of us again. Again. So, uh, senior Trump administration officials met uh, last Wednesday to during my show, oddly enough, uh, to discuss whether to seek legislation prohibiting tech companies from using forms of encryption that law enforcement can't break. So like uh, iMessage on uh, iPhones, um, WhatsApp, which I use, Signal, etc. They have uh, unbreakable encrypted um, messaging. So when you send it on there, you know that no one other than the intended recipient can get it, meaning the government can't get it. Um, they don't like that. They want to be able to get all the things. Uh, even which Which is weird because I was specifically told that... Uh, government only wants to get these things uh, with a warrant. And if they had a warrant, then they could just get it. They could just get it because they have a warrant saying you have to unencrypt this. But they, for some reason, want the ability to get it without having to get a warrant. Which is odd. That is odd. Hmm. Um, hmm. I wonder hmm. why they would want that. Why would they yeah, want to do that? So the uh, the Department of Justice and the FBI have been arguing that catching criminals and terrorists should be the top priority, even if watered down encryption creates hacking risks. Yeah, because it does that too. Yeah, your private data means absolutely nothing. The fact that you can have your identity stolen means absolutely nothing. But this is in the name of terrorism. This is winning the war on terror. That is what they are saying. That is their argument. Yep. Somehow the Commerce and State Department disagreed with some semblance of common sense and uh, pointing to economic security and diplomatic consequence mandating encryption back doors and the department of Homeland security is oddly divided. That's odd. Why would they be yeah. divided? Maybe there's I some people that, in there. Yeah. I think that there's some people in the department of Homeland security who are worried about what their messages say. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Not WhatsApp. <laughs> Wait, we're going to do WhatsApp as well? Huh. Like, oh, that's a great idea. They're deleting their WhatsApp account. Man, I got I to yeah, do some uh, stuff yeah. uh, Give me a minute. I just got to see how I let's, feel about let's that. Let's not do that backdoor, uh, yeah. backdoor encryption yet. Let, let me get uh, this done. 
Yeah, yeah, no, this that's good. I think you should do it. Um, yeah, that, that sounds like a good goal. Yeah, yeah. Give Department of Department of Homeland Security a week, and they won't be divided anymore. Um, so, if you guys recall, uh, in 2015 in San Bernardino, California, there was a terrorist attack. It actually killed one of my friends, Nicholas uh, Thalassino, and uh, he uh, in that attack, um, there was a, a locked iPhone belonging to one of the shooters, and they went to the Department of Justice went to Apple, not asking them to unlock that phone, but to give them the code or the, you know, whatever, the key, basically, the backdoor to unencrypt all iPhone messages, iMessages. And Apple said, no, we're not doing that. Um, And they won that case, right? So, yes and no. Um, What? Yeah, I'm offline. Yeah, it completely... It completely cut us off. Oh, no, we're back online. Okay. So when um when the uh when the when the Department of Justice went to Apple and they said, Hey, will you build a backdoor into uh all iPhone? Because there isn't a way to do it. There is no way to do it. They Apple right. doesn't have a key to do this. They said, We need you to build this. And Apple said, No, we're not gonna do it. Uh and people everywhere cheered that, you know, at least Apple seemed to be on the side of privacy. Um, um, and they took him to court somebody uh, I think the first judge says no you have to do it they appealed it the second judge says no you don't have to do it I think they ended up coming to some sort of an agreement but it's completely sealed on what that agreement was and I think Apple just unlocked the phone right oh okay okay but just that phone just that phone they didn't give them the key to do it I think that they just unlocked that phone I think I don't know it's there was no precedent set in anything like there's right, 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 right. Record of exactly how all of that ended. All I know is Apple didn't give them a key to unlock all iPhones. Right. So, so former FBI head James Comey uh, said that Apple was creating a space beyond the reach of law enforcement, which is, yeah. Yeah. Technically all should have all spaces are supposed to be beyond the reach of law enforcement unless they get a warrant. Like, that's that's how it's supposed to be. They're supposed to be beyond the reach. This this whole idea of law enforcement can grab stuff anytime they want because it makes their job easier. That's not... I mean, to put it in perspective, more Amer- Americans are killed in animal attacks every year than in terrorist attacks. More Americans are killed by sharks and bears. And it's not because a lot of Americans are being killed by sharks and bears. It's because terrorism is not this gigantic threat that they try to make it out to be. I, and I think if, like one person dies from a shark a year. Yeah, it's it's in in twenty in in oh one before the nine eleven there were like three people that got killed by sharks, and I remember all yeah, media shark all a media all media coverage was about Chandra Levy and what's his name that they thought killed him, and it turned out he didn't. But Chandra what? Levy. So Levy. Yes, and yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know, yeah. and and shark attack that 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 can be our next. Eminem's song. a rapper, if you don't know. Eminem, Eminem sure. the the rapper Eminem, uh, right. shark attacks and Chandra Levy, both of whom were greater threats than terrorism prior to nine eleven, um, but with the exception of nine eleven, 
even on 9-11, it was more dangerous to be in a car than on a plane. I mean, that, I'm just trying to put in perspective the threat of terrorism. The threat of terrorism is not, it's not high, especially when you consider the fact that the TSA has never caught a terrorist. They're not catching terrorists. They're spending money to create a bunch of fake jobs and spy on you. And your, your, your stuff is supposed to be secure from unwarranted search and seizure. And if it's, if it's secure from unwarranted search and seizure, then why do they need to be able to unencrypt your stuff without a warrant? Right. So that's the end of that. So, yep. And you know, they, they're going to use the, um, the old, the old adage. Oh yeah. If you're not doing anything wrong, you don't have anything to worry about. Yeah. Sorry. Snowden kind of pointed to, uh, yeah, we do. Yes, we do. We have a lot to worry about. And then also wrong usually means a politician wrote it down on a sheet of paper that you shouldn't be able to do it. So wrong is also relative. Like if the only laws were, you know, you can't murder people, you can't rape people, you can't, because we're against rape, you can't rob people, you can't embezzle money, you can't actually harm another person in some way. That would be one thing. Then the rules would be to protect us from wrong. The vast majority of rules are like, you're, you can't drive with your taillight out. And like stupid crap that has nothing to do with actually protecting anyone from anyone else. It's, it's about collecting revenue and controlling your life. And there's no good reason for them to be able to do all of that. So we're against it. We are. It's like when the uh, DC sniper. DC shoot. DC sniper. Yeah. Yeah. Whichever, whatever his moniker was when he was sniping um they were using that as an excuse to get into everybody's car that they pulled over and they right pulled right right not having a taillight and they were like oh we want to look in your car and i was much dumber at the time and also really nervous because i had highly illegal drugs on me and um damn you dc sniper yeah, and I had to figure out how to um, not let them find the drugs, which was my main concern. <laughs> and good news is they didn't. They didn't find the drugs. Oh, good. So, good. Um, yeah, so I didn't end up in uh, federal prison for what I had. Um, it was a very, very hard 45 minutes. Like, that was that's not even like a double entendre of any kind. Like, that was just, I was sweating the entire time going, I will go to federal prison. Oh, I can imagine. It's tough. Like I, we were just on the border and we had nothing to worry about. We were going to like, you know, get some stuff at Walmart. Like, I mean, we, we weren't, we didn't, but you know, they check the back and they open up the hatch and, and you're like, you're worried for no reason because they're like, you know, they're what? So, I mean, if you actually have something, then now you're really worried. You're worried for a reason, but yeah, you know, this whole, if you're not doing anything wrong, Oh, you mean like, the fact that the vast majority of Americans commit a felony every single day, or or at least you know several misdemeanors, like it, it's 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 absurd. So we're against it, but I'll tell you what we're not against. My show. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. And tomorrow, guys, is the one year anniversary of my show, My Fellow Americans, and that's a big deal. 
because it didn't you seem like it's been so much in the last year. I have. Well, mostly in facial hair, but I have grown. And uh, my show is a lot less rough than it used to be. Um, and so for the uh, the special, the one-year anniversary special of My Fellow Americans, I'm having on an equally special guest, Mr. Jason Lyon, the newest addition to the Muddy Waters Media Empire. Uh, he's uh, the host of Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, and he's coming on to talk about the stuff he's doing. And we'll also be answering your questions and thoughts. It's an Ask Us. And it's on an AMA because it's two of us. It's an AUA an Ask Us Anything episode. So be sure to inbox us here or me personally or Jason or comment with your your questions and we will answer them live tomorrow starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then on Thursday, oh, you don't have a show because it's... Yeah, because it's 4th it's of July. And uh, as we learned from Spike's inaugural episode, nobody watches on 4th of July. <laughs> no one watches on the 4th of July, especially if it's about bashing the founders. But here's yeah. the thing. Go out there on the 4th of July and celebrate that time that our founders fought to take away the to, to take the ability to tax and kidnap us from the crown. Eat some hot dogs. Shoot off some Roman Sorry. candles. Why are they called Roman candles? Are those actual, like, is that the kind of candles they used in Rome? No. Oh, honey, uh, it's dark in here. <laughs> it's, I don't think gun Chinese gunpowder was in Rome at the time. Honey, can, can it's so it's hottest and it's 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 darkest in here. Us, let me let me like ah ah, and then the, this bright light that will light just, everything up. For ah, just it's like ah, minute. the kids, the kiddus, the kiddicuses. Anyway, it's terrible Roman joke. Carefulness um, of the kiddus. Be kid the kiddusses. Oh, it's in his eyes. And then on Friday, be sure to tune in, tune in to Jason's show, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth. Then have a great weekend. Tune in to Jason's show on Monday, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth. And then come right back here to us on Tuesday night for, for the Mighty Waters of Freedom. What's that? For episode 108. Episode 108, which we haven't titled yet, but it'll be, it'll be a great title. It'll be almost, it'll be maybe even as good as the title for this episode. Maybe. 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 It, so, Matt, it'll probably, if he, Go. It'll probably be... It won't reach the heightened levels of episode 107. Or, sorry, 106. Of episode 106. The one I named? Yes. Episode <laughs> one, 106, Trump rapes Iran in a concentration camp. Yes, that one. That was almost as good as our as our intro music. Um. So, guys, thanks for tuning in, and... Matt, if someone were looking to find us online, how would they do that? So if somebody wanted to find us online, I highly recommend that they go to Facebook and find us at facebook.com slash muddiedwatersmedia. They can also find us on Instagram at muddiedwatersmedia. You can find us on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash muddiedwatersmedia. And you can find us on anchor.fm at anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters. And this, and you can also find this and every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Well, that's very good. So, guys, thanks again for tuning in. We will see you next week. And where we're going, we don't need roads. Crazy bitch. Crazy bitch. Crazy bitch.
Crazy, but- 